And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. How y'all doing? Good to hear that. Man, I fucking wish that this was live sometimes, so I'm not just sitting here talking to myself in this room. Um, Davidson Frere, um, men's fashion designer. He is working with every celebrity you can think of, um, doing shit from, you know, my boy Jay-Z to Kevin Hart, Steph Curry, Lewis Hamilton, Kevin Durant. Dude, the, the list of guys that he's been taking care of, and now he's now going into both markets um, with his new brand, but like, it's it's actually insane. I met him at uh, at the uh, Rock Nation brunch. I was there shooting with Jay, and he pulled me aside and was like, "Bro, love your shit. Like this shit's so tight. How you shoot Jay? I make his suits." And I was like, "What?" And uh, yeah, then I kind of harassed him into getting onto the podcast, and I um, forced him at gunpoint. And you know, we got that interview, <laughs> Black Widow Cream. Um, but the interview is dope. I, I, it's stoked to hear. Like everything he says is a fucking like something you should write down in a, in a notebook. Every every single sentence he says is something you should write down in a notebook. I swear to God, me and Dave were like, yo, everything he said was gold. Like it's just gem after gem after gem is some fucking Gary Vee shit uh, that I should be making tons and tons of deliverables for us to post on Instagram with a red bar floating across the bottom. Um, but yeah, anyway, he, his suits that he sells range from anywhere from like three grand to eight grand. And I'm sure his custom suits are even more, out, it's like gotta be so expensive. Uh, and someday he's gonna make my suits because he's fucking good at that shit. He was once a real estate agent and, and then turned into fashion because he was always trying to dress up and impress all the uh, potential clients with his style and somehow just got really, really good at it and became a fashion designer. He found more interest in that and he's been doing that for, for a while. He's getting into film and TV. He's really interested in just being overall creative and, and from a business perspective, this dude has been crushing the market. So I'm excited to do this interview. Um, Make sure to, uh, you know, at the very end, we always tell everyone to pick a hashtag. So I want to see you guys in the comments on Instagram with the hashtag. So I know you listen to this whole fucking thing. Yeah, that'll be dope. Um, for our contest, uh, our winners will be announced July 10th. If you competed, there was 300 people that competed in our new Dutch Bros contest. Um, yeah, July 10th, we will be announcing that. So tune into that morning roast episode. I will make sure to tell you guys who won at the beginning and talk about some of the other contestants. I think at some point we'll do a review somehow, like where I can play a couple, maybe like the top 10, 15, 20. I don't know how many, but maybe we'll do that on Patreon and, or maybe our YouTube channel. So yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm stoked to see everyone's work. So far, it's looking pretty, pretty intense. There's a lot of good submissions. I'm hyped. Um, yeah, and we also have the how to charge a client guide, which we came out with last week. So make sure to check that out on shopbwnc.com. How to charge a client guide, people. You want to know how to charge a client? Let us tell you because we spent a lot of fucking time writing this shit. It's like over 50 pages and it's stylized like a motherfucker because Ian's a beast. So if you want to get that, yeah, do it. Shopbwnc.com. Support the boys. We're over here working hard trying to make this shit uh, just, you know, stay lit. That's what we do. Try to make it stay lit. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I don't think so. I'm looking at my thing right now. Nope. Now it's new guide. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's fine. Let's get to it. This is a, this is a fire episode. So, um, shout out to it. Uh, Davidson. He's a fucking beast. And, uh, patreon.com slash black with no cream. If you want to get in discord, cause we're chopping it up and you save some money on the guide. So check it out. Patreon.com slash black with no cream. All right, let's get to it right after this motherfucking sick ass intro I created almost two years ago. Right? Motherfucking now. 
Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. Um, today is tight. Today is tight. Our guest is tight. This dude's a legend. <laughs> Taking over the cities. He's a fucking fantastic. I don't. I think you're just a good vibe. Like when I met you, you were you were a fucking fight. You came out and grabbed me out at that party. You're like, bro. I make Jay suits and you got the illest shots. And I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh cool, let's stay in touch or whatever. Um, and you just now recently relaunched a new brand? Yes, sir. Yeah. Which it, what, so what was the relaunch? Uh, you know, for five years, um, you know, I, I had Zika Fair for an old partner of mine and we closed that business down and I just relaunched, well, just launched my new label, which is Frere, which is more of a, a fashion house where you know, I'll be designing collections every year and doing fashion shows, but still having the custom and best book side of the business, but now trying to get into becoming more of a house, you know, similar to the, you know, the YSLs, the Celines, the Dior's of the world where we have collections, we have accessories, fragrance, eyewear, right. um, you know, launching women's wear as well in January. So, Ooh. yeah. Cause I feel like most people know you as like a men's fashion designer, right? Yeah, everyone, you know, for years I was known as like the suit guy and, you know, obviously, you know, I want to show a lot more depth into, you know, my creative, uh, this vision, you know, this past week, uh, you know, on the, on the fourth, we had our fashion show in New York and it was, you know, pretty much it was 50-50, it was 50% suiting, 50% sportswear, you know, a lot of uh, athleisure wear, you know, MA1 bombers, you know, joggers, leather jackets, truckers, you know, a lot of just, you know, a lot more versed things where guys, you know, I, I don't want a guy to only think, hey, I'm one dimensional, which is, hey, I was a suit guy for five years, you know, and right. a lot of guys, you know, don't know that, hey, I have, you know, a lot of more things in my arsenal. So this is uh, it's a good time for me just to kind of, you know, break out. I'm turning 30 in two months, so I'm just trying to, you know, be a grown man, bro. Congrats. Yes, Happy early birthday, bro. Thank you, man. Um, we met at the Rock Nation brunch because you you said I did Jay's suit. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? And you're like, I designed that shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, the boy has styled a lot of people out here. Appreciate it, man. Who are some of like the clients you work just so you can list them off? I'll, I'll um, I've I've done uh, you know I've worked with Diddy for the Met Gala last year, um, Kevin Hart, um, Amari Hardwick, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Uh, you know, That's some top tier. Uh, man, Trevor Noah for the Emmys. Shout out to Trevor uh, Noah. Did, man, Chris Paul, um, AJ Green. Bobby Wagner, um, recently just just fitted uh, Deshaun Jackson in Philly. Damn. Um, Dwight Howard. Um, go after go after go after you know, go. <laughs> good, good amount of guys, and you know it's uh, it's it's been a blessing, man. That's it's crazy. Yeah. It's actually fucking crazy. Appreciate like it, I feel like that's got to be a very hard arena to play ball in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know because you know it's uh, you know the, the clothing industry is such a diluted industry where there's a lot of competition in terms of. You know, listen. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, I make the, you know, I'm the best at the, uh, I'm, the I'm the best in the world because you know I I just provide a service that you know I design things that I want people to be in. And, right. You know, they're buying me. You know, aside yeah. from you know the, the clothes are the best in the world. You know, I make it in the best factories, the best artisans. Um, but again, it's not. You know, they can get the same thing from you know Tom Ford or Ralph Lauren. They're just buying. 
at that point you're just buying a name you know with me you're buying a service because you know i'm not as uh you know i'm not as big of a brand yet as these guys so it's right. like you know you really got to sell yourself you know i've only been in the business for about seven years you know i started when i was 20 22 wow yeah so god damn okay so getting before we get into like current day shit yeah early i mean have you you said you got into it in seven years the last seven years but yeah. like prior to that what was kind of your creative so outlets? um i was real estate i started out uh right. 17 graduated high school and 18 got my first internship uh at a real estate office i was co-calling leads for uh you know one of my my mentors back in the day and uh kind of you know got the ranks up and um started getting to financing of uh, real estate and realized you know my business started to change when i started taking more you know accounting to my parents you know i was 19 and i was wearing i had no style i was wearing you know uh you know baggy pants square toed shoes uh you know really wasn't polished and then i got an issue in 2009 of lebron james on the cover of uh gq wearing a black suit it was a pink shirt black tie and I was like, oh, this guy's suit fits differently than what I'm wearing now. I was, you know, going to Macy's and, you know, just buying what I thought was nice and just tailoring it up. I made it look nice, but I was like, man, there's something different about this suit here. And uh, I realized, hey, you know, there's, a, there's an avenue to get something made custom for myself. I was like, right. man, okay, I'm making a couple of dollars here. Let me, let me go find a local tailor. And I found these guys that, um, you know, you know say, hey, you know, I want to look like this, you know. I, I basically just took over the creative process, and I, that's why I was like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm enticed with this. I'm having a lot of fun doing this." And I was like, "Okay, this could be something that, you know, I, I was like, I've run from one suit to four to ten to twelve to fifteen to thirty to forty. But how are you learning about like fucking color combinations? I mean, look, look at me, bro. <laughs> I wear black t-shirts, my own merch. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't. It's the same hat every yeah. day. Like I don't have any style. I'm fucking it, it, swagless. It honestly was. Uh, I told myself, man. I just started, uh, you know, be, becoming a little more uh, attentive in terms of uh, studying, you know, collections from different designs I saw at the time and just looking at different colors that work good on me. And I was like, hey, you know what? Okay, that, they have this fabric and this color. Let me do it for myself. And I realized um, after that, my business started to pretty much, you know, skyrocket. I realized, wow, when you look a certain way, you know, people take you, you know, they take they take you more seriously. So at 19, uh, my business, you know, quadrupled to when I turned 20. And mm. it, it, the same thing happened at 21. I was like, okay, wow. Uh, but, you know, with that happening, I um, was making a lot of money but also a lot of stress. So I realized I was actually enjoying the process of making my clothes work and work. Huh. I was like, That's this, funny. Is, this is not, something's not right here. Yeah. So 22, I stepped away and I just took some time off from uh, from real estate and I went to my tailors like, hey, do you guys mind? I got, I got a lot of time on my hands out. Do you guys mind if I come in and kind of, you know, just see what, you know, you guys are doing every day? They're like, sure, of course. And at that time, they're like, listen, man, actually, you know what, you know, I started it, my Instagram like um, two months before and I was always posting pictures of myself uh, prior to going to work in the car and like selfies and people were not asking me about, hey, what are you doing for work? Like, what are you wearing? So I would always refer them clients and give them business and they're like, man, you know, you're actually sending us more business than we're actually getting ourselves. So, wow. Would you, would you be open to having your own brand with us? I was like, oh, for sure. So they, my first brand was called P Ferrer. Yeah. It was back. It was, you know, yeah, 2012. It was, I was making, you know, inexpensive suits, um, you know, um, you know they weren't the best of the quality, but for for that time, you know, it was a good start for me. And uh, I knew I wanted to kind of excel and kind of you know evolve. And uh, you know, six months after that, I said, "Hey guys, I kind of actually want to do what I'm doing now, which is hey, I want to do collections. I want to design actually you know product that actually you know fills 
the, what I really want to do. I, this is not really, um, you know, the level that I, I see myself staying at. So they're like, oh, well, you're young, you know, don't, don't get, don't let Instagram get to your head. You know, at the time I had, you know, 2,000, 3,000 followers. So I was, you know, I get 10 likes. I was like, I'm the man. I'm the man. You know, and, and, you know, I took that, I said, hey guys, you know, I'm kind of building a brand for myself. And I kind of want to do it with you guys, but you know, if you guys are not gonna rock with me, you know, no offense, I, I'm gonna go ahead and do this myself. And that's what I did. You know, I left and then um, started Music Affair with my old partner, and uh, you know, we you know we built a you know a great business that uh, you know we dressed a lot of guys. And but at this point, you you left real estate. Yeah, at that point, I left. What time? When did you re- working with the last brand or the last company? Mm-hmm. Were you still doing real estate at the same time or no? No, no, no. So I after 2012 <coughs> when I uh, quit, I. I called it called it quits because I was like, you know what, this is. I found out I was, I, I just, I was like, I was more, in, I got more jewelry making clothes, right? You know, and I was like, it's, it's, you know, when it's not fun for me anymore, you know, it's something that you know you you can't force yourself to do something. And right, right. At the end of the day, you know, getting paid and having a job, it's it's like it's it's. I don't want a job. I want a career, and I want something that I'm passionate about. I, I, I'm not a designer. I'm a creative. You know, I right. think, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in this box of one dimension it's like you know you kind of you box into that thing i don't want to be categorized as that individual yeah i'm just a creative i like to create things and you know one of those things are close you know and that's you know i was passionate about i'm passionate about that for the past uh almost you know eight seven years right and it feels i don't think it's gonna stop it's no like no it's the way you know, for you fashion has opened a lot of doors for me where uh recently you know my other passion was film you know right. for years uh you know i i love I love movies, man. Movies are like making clothes. You know, you can pit all these things together and make a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Mm-hmm. You know, clothes are like telling a story. You can tell the mood from someone from the color they want to wear. They want to be bold. You can wear a red. You want to be very relaxed. So, dude, you can wear black, navy, gray. You know, very classical stuff. But, you know, when I first started the business, you know, I was I was young. I was 22, 23. So I was wearing the, you know, the oranges, the yellows, the purples, the greens, the, you know, the pinks. You know to get you know my name out there because right. you know, th- those are the clothes that really draw attention yeah but you know i did it in a very very classic way and in, in, in a way that uh you know didn't come out forced it was you know very very um was well received you know mm-hmm. which is you know why i was able to you know obtain a lot of the guys that you know i got in terms of dressing them so it was you know that really helped um me kind of build myself into you know becoming someone of a name in fashion right and you know doing you know you know dressing all these celebrities and these athletes and regular guys you know as well and then you know doing the wardrobes for all the shows and we did power we did ride along two um we did kevin hart's what now um and when you say we did that that means are you kind of overseeing the look of like the the talent well for power you know for power for season from season two to season five we did all of uh ghost's uh custom suiting wow and, you know, he's the main... Everyone knows Ghost is uh, one of the sharpest guys on TV. Super so. sharp. I'm sort of sorry for Ghost is uh, from Mario Hardwick, who's you know, a very good, close friend of mine. Uh, I went to a Super Bowl party in, um, in 2014, after season one. And then uh, I walked in wearing one of our, 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 our pieces. Uh, and uh, he was like, man, what are you wearing? I was like, oh, I'm actually just wearing you know, my brand. He goes, oh, what do you mean your brand? I was like, I'm wearing my brand. He's like, all right, <laughs> seriously? So we sat down and and and, and uh, began you know speaking and we found out we had a lot of mutual friends and took my information and he said hey man I want you to make my stuff going forward I was like oh for sure I'm like all right it was great we, you know meeting this guy I'm a big fan of the show and then months later we get a you know I got a text from uh, the costume designer like hey you know I spoke to Mar and this season 
we wanted you to make start making the suits for wow. me. Wow. And then that was how it started for that. You know, it's a lot of you know when I when I first started, I went out a lot in terms of just you know going out into the nightlife scene and just kind of you know just doing that the network. You know, because that's you know during the weekdays in, in New York. That's where a lot of celebrities, you know, would, you know, they go out during the week because, you know, in the weekends, that's where all the tourists come and everyone's from Jersey and wherever right, right, they right. come. And during the weekday, it's the people in New York and mm. anyone who's coming into town. So, you know, I, I didn't, I don't really drink. I didn't drink till I was 25. So I would just, I would be at the club just having a good time and just always networking and saying, hey, a lot of my business came from, you know, just being social. Right. Because, uh, you know, when I, when I meet these people, you know, I don't. I don't sell myself. I yeah, just, hey, you, know, you want to buy my yeah. shit? Yeah, no, like, you're hey, mad personable. Like personable, like you know, they see my appearance, like oh, it sells itself. So they're like, oh man, dope. And then get the contact information. Like, hey, if you ever need something, let me know. And then right. you know, we always stay in touch. And then uh, you know, then just do the word of uh, of mouth. You know, I would either if, if they didn't hit me up, something got back to them saying, hey, this guy, you should work with him. <laughs> so right. it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of that, and uh, it was building relationships over the years, and just uh, you know, staying in contact and always you know having something fresh to show them. You know, it's all about. You know, as you said, content. You know, content is key in terms of uh, always making sure that you have, you know, your consumer only only says only is going to have that much attention span if you don't if you give them something to watch. If right. you don't give them anything to look at or to to see, they go on to the next guy yeah, because there's there's 50 million people doing the same thing. It's mm-hmm. all about content. Yeah. Uh, and, and and this in in this era of social media, you know, we have it the best because it's a lot easier to get yourself seen now than it is imagine 20 years ago yeah you know, man. no youtube no google no no it's like it's crazy yeah it is crazy so now with all the social media platforms a lot of people are being you know look at the guy uh from um the guy shiggy mm. from uh who did the drake song when uh the shiggy dance the actual dance you remember uh what's uh what's that song from drake in, in my feelings, feelings. in my feelings, that like yeah. that guy blew up from that. That's crazy. From making a video on social media, he ended up getting in the Drake video, and now now he went. I remember he went from he maybe had like one like four hundred thousand followers, and then like three months he went to what one point almost one point two. And look at the fucking uh, the what was the kid that was at the uh, the Walmart playing um, the banjo or some shit? Remember? Oh yeah, That's Huck something Huck. I don't know his name. Lil Hank. <clears throat> now he's fucking torrent and he has albums and he's got he gets like thirty thousand likes every time he posts some shit. That's, what? It's social media, man. It's amazing. It's the king of social media. You look at the difference of how impactful it is. Like Will Smith, when he came out and got on Instagram, just showed the world that listen, this guy. He's to me in terms of content. He's yeah. He's content king on the gram, man. Dude, I shot with Jada yesterday, <laughs> and then they were like talking about wanting to link me with him. And I was like, let's do it, man. Let's do it. He's a beast, bro, but he put it, he, he came around a solid team too. Yeah. And that's obviously king when you're trying to design your content or yeah. have a plan. It's like you got to surround yourself with the people that are going to do it. Listen, man, I, I tell anyone about, you know, building a team or building any type of business, man. If you think you're doing it by yourself, you're wrong. There's no such, there's no such thing as, it's, it doesn't work nah. because you're never gonna have anyone tell you no. That's mm-hmm. bad because if if you want to if you want to build something that's gonna be successful, you need people that are not gonna appease you all the time. Like, right. hey man, that shit's dope. I want a guy to say, hey, shit's that's whack. trash. Yep. Like, let's not do that because that's gonna be whack. Yeah. And if you have you don't have anyone that's gonna just want to tell you that, then it's and you're just basically shooting yourself for failure because yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing that kills businesses: egos, man. 
100 fucking percent i mean i've been around too many man. people like that and you're just like god damn this is all yes man especially around artists too there's yeah. a lot of people with all these different artists i've ever worked with it's like you see it time and time again it's just like some people are just afraid they're yeah. afraid to like voice their opinion because they're you know they don't want to lose their salary they don't want to do this and this and that and it's like damn just just try it send mm-hmm. it see one time and maybe someone will click to that shit you don't need to tiptoe all the time yeah. like have a have a voice you know what i mean yeah man and, and i've been in situations where i you know i've had certain fittings where you know we've had to tell certain people that you know hey we won't do that you know and they go to somewhere else and that person did it and it ended up being bad and they're like yeah shit yeah you know, it's like it's not about you know in, in in any business it's not about um saying yes to everything right know, to a customer because we're in a consumer business where you know where someone comes to me and they want me to make something for them or uh, you know it's like you know it's my job to you know to make it to the best of my abilities but you know just to make sure they're happy but if it, if i don't feel i'm never gonna make something i don't feel excited about yeah and if someone you know doesn't is not you know they're not cool with that then they go somewhere else you know someone there's always someone willing to make shit right you know and i'm not i'm not the guy to do that so uh <laughs> uh you know I, I built a business where uh you know you just gotta have uh gotta have integrity man where mm. you know you kind of want to build a name for yourself that uh you know i don't make anything i wouldn't wear right so if i'm not gonna wear it i'm not gonna make it for someone else to wear because mm. again any any customer wearing our stuff is a representation of myself so you're an extension of me so i gotta make sure that hey if you're i'm proud to post this or i'm proud to say hey this guy's wearing my stuff or right. this girl's wearing my stuff and that's kind of that's kind of how I uh, go about doing things. But it's cool too because you just talk about how how many people like want to aspire to look like you. That's what clings onto the business. Like yeah. they see you, like damn, that shit looks fire. And then all of a sudden you're doing power for yeah. Like and that dude's on a billboard right outside my office. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably wearing I don't know. Maybe he's wearing one of his suits. Hey I don't man, know. that's I have to check it out. That, it's that man. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of points in you know my early career that you know kind of you know built the. Uh, you know, because I'll you know be straight up. In the beginning, it was a lot of, was a lot of uh, celebrities saying, uh, "Hey man, let's I'll, let's do a barter. I'll make you, you make me stuff, and you know let's do a trade off for the gram." Like that's not making us any money though. It's kind of looks like it's benefiting only one person, which is yourself, because I can make it for you, and then who's to know that post won't come in eight, ten months, or you might say, "Hey, you know, I lost the package," right? Or something happens where and I have no control over. Yeah. So I think the you know best trade off is compensation because that's right. like me going back and saying, hey, all right, cool, I'll make you X, Y, and Z for for free, but I want you to come to this event and do your service that you probably get paid millions of dollars to do for free. You look at me crazy. So you gotta look at yourself. What the fuck? Yeah. Man. So I was told, man, you get your good son get paid for it mm-hmm. you know, because you know it's that's the only you're building a business because you give something one time to someone for free, they'll never buy from you ever again. You know, if you if it's a first, like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a problem if, you know, this person's been buying from you, you know, right, for, right, right, you know, for a couple of years, or you know, they bought it, put a big order, and hey, you know, giving them something on the house <coughs> to show your appreciation is fine. Yeah, but I think when you initially start the relationship off saying, hey, here's this, getting that person to pay the next time, it's gonna be hard because they already or have going to the next person to get the same yeah, shit. Hey, can you do this? Because they already have it in their mind that you want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put your, you know, I've 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 told you know, there's a, is a, I'm not gonna name, but there's a big athlete that uh, came to me. Nah, you can say his name. Let's <laughs> start you know, that shit right now. Uh, you know, and uh, he's like, hey man, you know, I love your stuff. You know, I just just came into town. Um, you know, I want like you know, like X Y Z amount of stuff, but 
um, yeah, I just want to try you out. So let's, you know, let's see how this first round of things go. And second time I come come around, we'll pay. I was like, it's like you just learn how to do this shit, and you're just gonna test it. Maybe I won't make a good suit. I'm like, that's not that doesn't really work for me. I said, listen, man, I'm a big fan, but I'm good. And then three months later, like, hey, are you available Thursday? I'm like, yeah, I am. What's up? Came with the bag. Came with the bag. There. I was like, yeah, because I could, man. And at the time, you know, it was really not 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 much press about you know the brand going on. So I was like, shit, that would have helped. But it's like, again, man, you're taking a risk of spending all that money. For someone who's already shown you, they don't have no initiative to really, you know, pretty much give pride in your service. Because, like, if someone comes out to you and, and they're not willing to pay, it just shows how much they value your business. Right. Which is not much. Yeah. Especially you know? when you're, like, you're catering to people who have success already. Yeah. You're not catering. You're not, like, trying to get a broke person yeah, to buy a fucking expensive suit. Exactly. You have the money, bro. And if you go out there and you're fucking buying the dumbest watches mm-hmm. and the fucking craziest chains and shit but you're trying to get a suit for free or whatever it's like come on man you already what do but you then mean you're, you're going to fifth avenue you're going to rodeo and you're spending all the money at all these stores and just to look you, dope and you know you can't leave you can't leave without, a, without having you know something paid for so it's like it's no different than coming to any not even myself any other you know entrepreneur who's starting to grow a business i feel like you know we should just give everyone the same entitlement same respect because you know they're trying to grow a business like you were trying to grow your career mm-hmm. yeah you know imagine you know, when you were you know, a young artist and like you're doing all these these tour shows and you're not getting paid, you'd be like, What the fuck's going on? I feel like I've been there, bro. I feel like that's probably the hardest shit in the world is yeah. uh especially for people that like look up to me from seeing tour videos and photography and shit like that and like docs and stuff, but it's like everyone wants to get in this game so bad. They wanna work with these artists so bad and they sacrifice they have to they're like almost forced to by these artists that oh, you're new, you don't have experience, you don't have any credits dope i'm gonna give you nothing yeah and you're gonna come on here i'm gonna make you famous and and some people just go and they get dogged they don't get fucking credit they don't get paid they're investing their own money in the shit and i'm like fucking sick of this yeah. shit like it's fucking unreal to me yeah man i've seen a lot of friends you know lose their lose their livelihood about you know going off of promises you know promises that you know are not fulfilled and you know they're then they're they end up getting fucked because you know this person didn't have any intention to keep in their work right so that's trash sucks yeah what in New York? You mm-hmm. born and raised? Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. So coming up, like, what was your childhood like? Like, I want. I mean, it's so interesting because I feel like you're a very like Zen dude. Like, you got you like can be like yes. Like, <laughs> if someone was robbing you, you'd be like, put the gun down, man. <laughs> we don't need to do this. And uh, I'd be like, All yeah, right. you know, I grew up uh, grew up in Flatbush in Brooklyn and uh, Flatbush. Yeah. Uh, uh, I w- we did like a whole little. We went around with um, Slick and Hob. They're both like dancers on the the B and J tour. Yeah, they're like the Bone Breakers. They do this crazy mm. shit. So we they took me all around Flatbush, all that area. Like yeah, we went, man. it was dope. Grew up there and then um, moved to Long, to Long Island in my uh, later teen years and uh, moved back into the city. But uh, growing up was you know man you know both parents immigrated you know here and uh, you know grew up in uh, you know my era wasn't the best you know I've, I've seen you know I've seen the the shootouts I've seen the you know, I remember you couldn't wear, uh, you know, certain colors because of the gang affiliations. Uh, and, uh, you know, my parents, you know, when they separated, you know, you know I still, um, you know, they knew that if I stayed in that area, you know, either you get a, two things happen. Either you get caught up in the system mm-hmm. or you get to end up dead because, you know, the whole gang violence was, you know, unfortunately it was very high where I was was from. Like, you know, the, the middle schools had, uh, you know, uh, gun, like, you know, metal detectors because right. people were bringing a lot of shit. So. We moved uh, to Long Island and uh, 
that's where uh you know my later teen years is where i finished uh, high school and then uh um you know that's kind of you know where um you know it was it was kind of a change of culture because you know in brooklyn it was you know, primarily you know african-americans and you know latinos and uh you know, not much diversity and then going to long island is like a, you know it's the opposite you know yeah you know it was a lot i was like man white kids and everything else it was, it was like this is uh, this is where you know i really got to interact with you know a lot of other people that i didn't really see growing up in brooklyn so it was it was definitely uh culture change yeah it was good it was yeah good because you know i got to just interact with uh just everyone and, yeah you know i moved a lot you know in long island i went to five schools in two years so god I made damn a, made a lot of friends you know yeah and uh it was uh you know for me that's where you know i started to really kind of you know find myself in terms of you know i started playing ball but uh i knew i was like hey i'm like I wasn't good enough to play ball in college or anything. So I was just good enough to to play. Yeah. But uh, I was just finding myself, you know, senior year. Uh, I was like, man, all right, it's college is next year. I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do? So I uh, went to community college for about a week, and I got an internship for uh, the real estate office. And then after that, I dropped out. That's so, the real estate. Uh yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to college for a week. And then, uh, <laughs> Did yeah. you have to pay for it? Uh, my so basically my. Uh, my uh, old boss at the time paid for my tuition that uh oh shit yeah so what right away how did you get the internship was it like so it's crazy i went to um apply for a job at staples yeah and uh i was late for the job interview and the lady said uh if you're late for the interview you could be you supposed to be hiring you right best thing that ever happened to me because from that interview is where i am today because from her not giving me the job and i was sitting on the curb waiting for mom to pick me up and then some guy rose up in a Maserati and he's like, Hey man, what's, what's, what's wrong with you, bro? Cause I was a little distraught, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I had an interview for a job and, uh, you know, unfortunately I didn't get it. He's like, what job? I was like, Staples. He goes, Staples. He goes, you, you, know, you, you ever heard of real estate? I was like, yeah, what's up? What, what about it? Yeah. You want to make $400 a week? I was like, doing what? He's like, Coco. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell Coco is, but sure. <laughs> so, and my mom came in and I was, you know, she was like, what's wrong? I was like, she's like, what are you, why? She, I was like, I got a job. I yeah. Like, I like, she said, you know what? I was like, I don't know, cold calling. She's like, okay. So the guy gave me his card and went to the office the next day and I was basically cold calling leads for him. And uh, that's, you know. Yo, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What's up with this dude just randomly being like, that looks like a potential hire? Yeah, because, it's, you know, a guy like that, he's building a team of guys just to co call for him and get him leads, and he yeah. makes all the money. So right. Like, you know, but I'm just saying, like, what's the chances this dude pulls up? If, because, again, if, if, that, if that, you know, it's crazy to say, because if that didn't happen, man. Everything would be different. Who knows? Because for me, being real estate got me to fall in love with fashion, and then from that, fashion has got me here. So, like, it's crazy how one thing can kind of change your life that you know me not getting that job at staples at 17 uh and i think i was late for like 12 minutes i was like 10 yeah 10 12 minutes and she was like there's no job for you bro so uh that's crazy yeah it's kind of shit yeah that was it that's how i got into the game of real estate and then uh everything else yeah just you know started to you know get into the whole uh you know looking good for work and but was that like the real estate? What kind of shit were you guys selling, and what, where so, were you selling? So basically, you know, it was uh, he was a real estate investor. So basically, I would co call like you know if he had it was something's called like you know mortgages and short sales. Like if someone was uh, in uh, the process of losing their house or whatever, you know, I would 
you know, cold call them and say, hey, you know, this guy can get you out of distress. Or if someone's looking to get a mortgage, I was co- I would cold call to get them to refinance. Right, right. So, uh, you know, if any if he got anyone to, you know, sell them their house, he would obviously buy the house, flip it, and make a shit ton of money. Right. But he was making all the money. I was making, you Yeah, know, 400 bucks. <laughs> so I was at, for me, it's, you know, it, at 17, 18, making $400 a week, you're like, shit, man. Yeah. You know, and that wasn't a lot of money, but, you know, at the time when you got no bills, you know, yeah, you got good. a thousand dollar credit card and you live home with your mom, you're like, this is fucking great. But so, were you, but then you got into real estate. Yeah, I got into it. And then I became, I became him. With his, at his company or a different? No, so basically, uh, he ended up getting fired like a couple months after that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, someone else took me under their wing and then we kind of became partners and I kind of, you know, got my own license and, you know, created my own team and just, you know, got my own contacts and realtors and my own leads. And, you know, I was basically doing what he was doing you know, wow. for, for the next two, three years. Yeah. So what is that all over the city or is this in Long it Island? It was all over the city, all over the city, yeah. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Long Island. Um, yeah. So majority of, majority of clients were like, <laughs> I don't know, just wealthier clients. Uh, it was got hey, anyone that at the time, um, you know, who wanted to refinance their house or anyone who was looking to, you know, I worked with a lot of, for a lot of also investors where I would find them properties like, Hey, you know, this house, in, you know, in Brooklyn is, uh, you know, you know, right now it's worth, um, you know, 300,000 cause it's on a short sale. But you know, if you fix it up for if you put another 50 K a hundred thousand, it could be worth 600,000 because right. the house on a block is, you know, it's a praise for that. Yeah. So I would find a lot of these, uh, these, um, investors properties. And then, you know, then, you know, they would get it. And then I just said, hey, all I want in return is, you know, whenever you do find a buyer, just let me do the mortgage for them. Right. And got a lot of business that way. That's and interesting. a lot of the fun. guys, a lot of investors would say, hey, yo, you're our guy. Yeah. So I made, you know, I started making a lot of money. Right. So is it is it when you make the change from real estate to fashion, was it, were you nervous at all when you made the jump? Because no, I wasn't, for me, it was. Financially, it was, though, like. No. To no. leave. Because at that time, you know. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun saved up, but then you know, obviously, you know, when you're not working for a while, it, it goes quick. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, you know, I was, I, you know, I wouldn't have left if I was if I wasn't confident, you know, having, you know, success in that. The the way to just you know take care of myself in the time being. So, um, you know, when I left, obviously, you know, for you know for a certain amount of time, you know, those funds, obviously, you know, you're paying rent, you're paying food, you're paying for everything, and you know, you're just learning the business, and then. Uh, um, you know, then I was like, all right, well, I got to start making money from this. This is when I launched a brand. Right. Yeah. So when, when you started the brand, I know one of your tactics was obviously Instagram and like that's yeah. connected the dots, but like, what were you doing specifically? I was watching some, some video. I don't remember who's, oh, Gerard Adams did a video on you, right? Yeah. I, uh, I used, I shot some shit at him fucking surfing one time with some other dude out here. So I didn't know that dude from a while back, but I was watching one of those videos. I don't know if it was Gerard's or not, but it was talking about how like girls started tagging their boyfriends on your guys's Instagrams because they're like, yo, you could look like this guy and shit like that. So like how, how did social media play the role of like helping you sell? Social media became a, a, a big help because you know, the effect of, of tags and, uh, of uh you know it's access man people to see me you know i feel like instagram is the world's uh biggest magazine yeah because you don't got to pay for anything yeah um you can reach anyone yep and with the features of hey man of someone posting you like a lot of my a lot of my uh my growth became from customers and other pages blogs and really you know thank god became very you know 
you know, big fans of our work, and they would tag us almost every day. And you know, I grew from you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, now to I think we're uh, at 275. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, I don't look at, you know, I've, my younger days, I was a lot more, man, I, I gotta get like 5,000, 10,000, like I gotta post every day and this and that. Now I've gotten to a point where, you know, you know, I've I built the businesses to I built I built I built a name for myself that, you know, now I've you know I've earned the respect of, and I hope I have of of, of individuals that see that you know this is a real business, this is something, and I'm a real designer, right? You know, and you know I got, I got Forbes thirty under thirty in 2017, so I added credibility to to my name. You got thirty under thirty? Yeah, for Forbes in 2017. Yeah. I was trying to get that. I, uh, I was like, yo, how do I get this shit before? I finish like get thirty. It's like it's, hey, my homies have been on there. I'm like, yo, who, yeah. who do I need to talk to real quick to make yeah, my fucking it was, man. The, the the process was rigorous. You know, you got to interview and uh, oh wow, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. Remember, it's like applicants are all over the world, so it's like it's you know if you get that list, it's you know it's you know you know a lot of successful people have, have been made on that. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, yeah. LeBron, and so that added a lot more credibility to myself, and uh, you know that was great. And then um, you know just taking that, you know initiative and <clears throat> and seeing you know the respect i got from people you yeah know, just you know again now being in the business for seven years and um just now wanting to you know i turned 30 in august so now wanting to create not just you know create oh cool you're the instagram guy that made dope suits and clothes and stuff but now how do you keep how do you build a real business from that you know and for me um it's always been about creating product and content that makes someone feel better like mm. I, I, wearing clothes is the biggest you know confidence booster yeah and you want whoever wears your clothes to feel the best and whoever's wearing whoever is wearing your fragrance whoever's wearing whatever you whatever you make whatever you do whatever you, you want whoever's a, cons, a, a customer for your product to feel good spending their money right because you know if they you know if they don't feel good then it's kind of like man you're not really giving them that service they really thought they were getting from you yeah so you know obviously I've made a lot of mistakes you know growing you know growing the business where you know you're not really you know I've made mistakes with customers that uh, you know again you know, it's it's all it's a it's a process you learn from that and you just you know you you, know, you hope you become better and I have and it's uh, you know it's 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 something where you know I've learned. In the consumer-based business, you know, they say the customers right always, and that's in, in this case, you, you have to make sure that they feel that way because, yeah. you know, your business is your customers. If you don't have any customers, you have no business. Hmm. So you have to make sure you do things. If you do fuck up on certain things, hey, fix the relationship. Yeah, know, make it make, right. Make it right, and it's. I think when you can accept that, and you can say, put your ego aside, and say you were wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Client, a customer will appreciate you more by you admitting your mistakes right. and rectifying them. Admitting your mistakes and just admitting them and not doing anything to, you know, to fix it is the problem. Hmm. When you admit to it, and you fix the problem, then there's no problem anymore because that customer will appreciate that and it will stay. You know, because not everyone's perfect. You know, we're all big man. I've heard stories of you know friends who've gone to you know big stores on Riverdale Drive and they fucked up. The brands you never you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of having mistakes, and they, everyone does it. You know, it's not no one's perfect, right? And I've learned that, uh, you know, with just every you know everything's a process. And roll, learned, rolling with honesty yeah. goes a fucking million man, miles. Man, it's pfft. yeah. If, if if you don't have the integrity to just kind of just stay true to yourself, and if you know you know you made a mistake, own up to it. 
you don't want to, if you don't do that, man, you just lose a lot of credibility in the business. Because mm. a lot of people will be like, ah, oh, you know, nah, it's all good. Right. Like I've made, I've made, you know, mistakes that you know I've had to, you know, put my, you know, my pride aside and say, hey, man, I fucked up, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I, I have to to get back on the good side, and you know, it takes. You know, I had one of my good friends, um, you know, that you know I was I, I was later in delivery with, and then, uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's a good friend of mine. And you know he's friends with one of the, you know one of my you know big big you know customers and you know for like two years he was like hey man I had to build I had to build back that respect and I'm still still you know we're still bonding and getting back to where we were because you know it was as something as little as hey be on time with this you know when you use when you lose that accountability at one time you know you know some people can get over it quickly some people man you know they had so much respect in you that you really got to show them hey you know what. All right. If it takes five years, ten years, I'm never going to stop trying to get his respect back. Right. So that's that's that shows someone who really cares about, you know, their perception. Like I, I want to be perceived as someone that uh, is accountable, that uh, takes responsibility for his actions, and you know, you can know you can rely on. You know, again, no one's perfect. You know, there's going to be instances where mistakes do happen. You know, yeah. if, if anyone sits here and tells you, "Hey, I'm the best, and I'm the this, and I never fuck up," that person's lying to himself. Right. Because there's no such thing as Perfection. There's none. Do you think? Um, not even do you think this is just an observation, but like I think what what's cool about it, what you just said, is the fact that you know you could say say you do fuck up on something and you're working, you'll you'll literally go five years trying to gain the respect back of that yeah. person, right? Even if that person never ends up fully coming back around, I think it's the admiration and the the ability to know that. For you, it's important that you've done everything on your end. Man, if that person doesn't come around, that's on them. But it's on them. But, but for every other client, that's who they get. They get yeah. the person that if they slip up one time, like, yo, I'm I'm going to keep going until I make yeah. it right. Like, you can't, again, you can't force someone to to forgive you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's their own decision to make. But I think through time, you know, them seeing you know the the willingness and you know persistence like I, i'm the most persistent guy you know i've gotten a lot of my my business by getting no's first but hey six months later hey just keeping you in, in mind take a look at this yeah. oh wow that's dope right keep sending it to me all right bert next time and then finally hey you still good yeah great come to boom like I've, I've gotten a lot of business you know by no's at first because you know these clients you know these customers were like hey you know what and I already got my guy. Listen, your guy is great, but you can have ten guys because yeah. one guy does something differently than I'm going to do. I'm I don't I never expect someone that makes up for it to buy from me only because there's no way right. I can do that because every brand has their own identity hmm. and every brand makes certain things differently and the best and the right. best. Like you know, I, you gotta get you gotta get one thing at Ralph, one thing at Tom, one thing from Frere. It's right. just it's the way it goes like I'm not gonna make the same things as these guys so like if you like what he made great buy it if you like what he made buy it right. like what I make buy it hey guys it's gonna stop this episode for a hot second uh, Davidson's a genius I told you everything he said is worth writing down on paper so if you're not doing that right now you're shooting yourself in the foot and all you're gonna have to do is listen to this episode again but the How to Charge a Client Guide is available on shopbwnc.com so if you wanna get our How to Charge a Client Guide it's basically a fucking book it's competes with harry potter honestly there's so many pages it's so many pages full of valuable wizard shit that only we can tell you 
basically. So if you want to get that, shopbwc.com. It's available there. Appreciate you supporting this podcast by picking that up. And you can save a little bit of money if you become a Patreon member. So patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. Boom. All right, let's get back to this interview. As long as I'm in that mix, that's all I care about. Yeah. I think guys who are, or you know, just brands or any individual who's, who's so consumed of this one person always, you know, coming to you for everything. You know, and they get emotional when that one time he goes somewhere else. Why? You're still in his mix. You're still in his in his mind every time. You're a tool. So like, you're 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 an asset to this yeah. guy being who he or this this female being who who they are. So you should never become upset by not having not not making it for them every time. I think right. that's that's the problem, you know. And and for a while I had that problem where I was like, man, what the fuck, dude? Like I could have made that for you. Why didn't you come to me in my mm. mind? I'm never gonna, you know, express to the, to, to the to the customer. But and I realize when you accept the fact that there are other businesses out there that everyone has their own identity, and you're not gonna make everything for someone. Yeah, man, you just live, you know, more peaceful because hey, when I can make it for you, cool, I'm here. Right. But if that person can do something different that I can't do, or you just like the silhouette because remember, I, I have my own style. The way I cut my lapels, the way I fit my suits, so, you know, the fabrics that I would use and the fabrics I won't use. Like some, you know, I won't make certain things. So if that person's willing to make it for you and it's gonna look good on you, go do it. So right. You could come back. Yeah. And I think when you put yourself in that place where you're willing to accept that, you know, they're gonna come back. It's and, and that was it. I was, I was, I was, I was what, 23, 24, you know. And after you know, those first two years, I had to I had to, I had, to, I had to grow a lot where. No, I wanted to dress that person for every look and every single thing they did, and I realized that's not that's not the way. Mm-hmm. Because then again, you get, you know, you don't want the person to feel that that's the only asset you have to them, and that's the only thing you want them for. Like, you know, right. that's why a lot of my, you know, um, a lot of my uh, celebrity customers, uh, you know, I've become very friendly with, and you know, and and uh, you know, now in my, you know, my. My uh, newfound, uh, you know, love of, of film. You know, I've reached out, and you know, we're working on a couple of things. Where you know, I've, you know, I'm, I'm like, listen, man, for years, you know, I've, you know, I've helped you guys, you know, do what you have to do in terms of, you know, looking your best and, and doing what you have to do. Now, you know, I'm getting to this side of the business where you guys are professionals, and I want your advice, right? And, and how do I do this? And, yeah. You know, and maybe we can be involved together, right? So it's. Um, and it's working because off camera you told me some shit that's yeah. fucking tight. Yeah, so it's uh, you know that project, um, you know, you know I had a, I had an I had an idea that uh, you know I wanted to explore you know about uh, twelve months ago that uh, you know I just there's a certain you know I love you know I love film I love I love uh, action films and uh, you know there's certain things I don't see right now in uh, in the industry in terms of. Uh, Content hmm. that I, I want to do, and I reached out to uh, you know a good a good buddy of mine, and he linked me up with uh, an amazing screenwriter in uh, in Hollywood who's done you know some critically acclaimed films. You know, one film did over a hundred million, and uh, I pitched him uh, you know an idea of a of a, of a new franchise, and he loved it. he loved the idea, and then I pitched the producer in Hollywood, uh, and he funded the development of it, and. Uh, I had a meeting last night with uh, two big directors that are doing a ma- doing a project that's about to, you know, everyone everyone in the world knows about it, you know. But you know, they're and that's, you know, these guys are you know, cool guys. They took the time to sit down with me while they're after they're done editing, and you know, I pitched them the um, the premise of uh, what the film is going to be, and now we're just you know, in talks to see if anything can materialize from it. Right, and, and that's the process, you know. And this is, you know, now it's you know, 
you know, my love is always going to be fashion, but now, now having the access to, you know, my love from, you know, fashion to film came from me making clothes for all shows and TVs, TV shows and films and seeing the process of that and seeing, you know, what my, what my designs added to the element of, of, of the, of the contents. I was right. like, man, I would love to have a franchise where I fucking make all the, all the clothes. Hell yeah. You know, and it's not only it's about making the clothes, it's about, you know, delivering a story hmm. and, you know, this is another way for me to express, you know, my creative side outside of clothing. Yeah. And, you know, you know, what's the biggest, you know, stage in the world for film? Just movie theaters, man. So this is uh if all goes well, you know, we already have uh, you know, a couple of interested studios to uh to fund uh fund the script and uh you know, a lot of big uh, A listers are have are privy to to what's going on and uh second draft will be uh commencing pretty soon and uh Hopefully, uh, we stay on time for our release date, which is hopefully in two years. This guy's being too humble because the actual info is this, <laughs> he's talking to big dogs, like <laughs> the biggest dogs, like the movies that he, yeah. So he said they just got done editing and like, yeah, <laughs> editing a major, major movie and made time for this guy. Like you fucking, could you imagine being in this seat? This black with no cream chair right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but like being in the position you are right now and starting to be able to have those conversations with people when you were fucking a teen running around and man, it's uh, last night was it was very humbling because again these are again guys that are editing the majors, uh, probably one of the biggest films for next year, and you know they took the time to sit down with me. You know we were sitting down for three and a half hours, and these oh the coolest fucking dudes. And again, you know we were talking about the project for an hour, and the next two hours we were just chopping it up, chopping right. shit because like you never want someone to feel that. You know, your only uh, meaning to meet them is, hey, what can I get out of you? Mm-hmm. Nah, I want to become, yeah, we're homies now, bro. Like, we're, it's it's building relationships, you know, and and becoming becoming friends. Because hey, if something doesn't work out for this project, there's other projects to work with. Yeah, you always have to understand. I don't take no as a sign of man, fuck you. You know, you don't like my shit. Nah, I just say it might not work this time. Right. You know, and you you got to realize that you know in in the industry that we're in of of relationships, mm-hmm. it's all about man. Just how you, you know, can really, you know, come back from someone saying, you know what, not now. Yeah. That person might be just testing saying, you know what, let me just see what this guy would do if I said no. Yeah. And if you block, like, man, fuck you. They'll be like, oh, all right. Yeah. I want to do it, but now I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I just go into any, you know, now with me, you know, being in Hollywood and trying to, you know, you know, make get this film done. It's, you know, I realize it's a lot of, you know, just spotting your tongue. Yeah. And, uh, you know. You know, being the guy that listens the most in the room, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do too much talking. You know, I try to, you know, observe and, and take in as much as I can because, again, you know, you know, I feel the way I am in film now is the same way I was seven years ago. I'm the new rookie in the room, you know, and yeah. I'm a, my team of guys. I'm, 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 I'm grouped up with this film. You know, everyone, you know, the writer has done, you know, major films. The producers have done major films. You know, the studio has funded major, major. films. So it's like I'm sitting down in the room. I'm like, holy shit! I'm, I can't believe I'm around these guys and. You know, I don't show any, uh, you know, I keep myself composed and, uh, you know, you just kind of have to act like, you know, what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> and, you I've know, that, that, that that's what, you know, it, it's a lot of, uh, as I said, you know, growing up in, in the industry of, uh, you know, when I first started, it's a lot of, you know, faking until you make it, man. And I feel that uh, anyone who lies to themselves they didn't do it, they're lying. Like, yeah, they're full of shit. Come on, man. You know, I, you know, when I'm fitting certain guys, I used to say certain terms I had no what the fuck I was talking about, but, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it worked, yeah. you know, and, you know, after that, after you realize, hey, you didn't know what you're talking about, then you go study that. Like, you know, it took me a lot of, you know, a lot of nights of just 
watching videos reading you know tailoring myself and just studying the craft and yeah you know flying to italy flying to europe and getting familiar with the fabrics and the factories and all that and now with film you know just you know man i i i watch i watch and study films and read scripts now and i'm like shit i feel like you know this is if i were to myself seven years ago i'll be making a movie now i'll be like i'll be, I'll be laughing right you know, i didn't know what the all I knew was, hey, movie comes out and you watch it. Now, just seeing the process it goes, man. Years, Now with you, just seeing how you're on tour, you know, it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's six months of your life. Just You're just doing, creating the best content. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, getting inside, getting to the side of this now, it's, I really respect everyone on that side of the business. Like, it's a lot of fucking work, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Editing, doing this. It's, it's hours of work because you got to find that yeah. one. You might watch a... a a reel of like 40 hours of footage to find two minutes yep done that a million times that's and it's like crazy the amount of t- when we did I, so I co-edited Chris Brown's documentary <sighs> the one that was on Netflix and the amount of interviews that we had each crazy. over an hour whatever and you're listening to it over and over again I'm typing out word for word and making like like finding new ways yeah. to literally like remember words and shit like you just sit there and live in every clip that you have. Yeah. You have to if you're good at what you do. You, that's what you should be doing. You should know what you're working with. You know what I mean? And it's fucking brutal. It's yeah. fucking brutal. And a lot of people don't know that shit, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But you, I mean, movie set like going to like a fucking franchise yeah. level is another motherfucking level. It's insane the amount of people it takes to do some <laughs> shit like that. Even our tour, B and J's tour, the amount of people it takes to put the show on. Crazy. We tour with 400 people. 400 people traveling the world. I don't even want. I don't even want to be the person who's doing all the logistics. Oh my! I know that person. I tell them they're crazy every day. I'm like, yo, this is fucking nuts. Oh, hotels, flights, food, like it's 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 really crazy, dude. Like to just see all that shit come to life. You you earn respect for all these different departments that a lot of times go unsaid or unnoticed, and it's crazy. I feel feel like in in in, you know being on like you said on that on that tour, it's like. Imagine everyone who's paying for a ticket to go there, they're like, man, they're enjoying this. But they don't know all the bullshit that goes to get that done. Or they say like, man, why the fuck are these tickets fucking $200? You, because. You know how many people are on payroll? You know 400. Times that by a normal salary. Like imagine what you just ballpark someone's price per week times 400. Like, Crazy. Dumb money. Crazy. Dumb money. Crazy. I mean, so they like, killed it. That, that was like the highest grossing tour of the year. Like a 5.5 mil a show, bro. Dude, like, it was like nuts. But like still, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of miles the, of feet. You got probably, you, you have, not probably, you have the most powerful couple in the world. Literally. And, you know, you know the most respected, most respected, you know, not, I won't even call him, he's not even an artist. He's just an icon. You know what Jay has done, you know, and you know me, me, me being from Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. I really, you know, what he's built. Remember, Jay came out when he was what his first album, young as fuck, twenty six, twenty five, yeah. and he's forty nine now. Yeah, and he's wait. It just shows you the amount of time for him to build his legacy. His legacy shows should give everyone else now. Man, motivation! Like it only took him twenty something years, and he's still rapping. And he's still rapping, and he's still. I mean, I went to a show in the, in uh in uh, November for four four four. I'm like, man, the, the stadium's full. Everyone's and this guy just hasn't lost any sense of swag. Nah, guys, the illest, still one of the best, still the best rapper. Yeah, in the game right now. 
and could he can rap when he's 70 and people will still go out and see him he's so fucking dope bro that's that's and that's something where it's timeless man it is and he adapts with every every ticket that comes but he plays he plays with it he plays with current everything like he'll never stop i don't think like he'll he'll always find a way to utilize it i don't know i think that's why i mean him like just we connected because he just notices it man you have for you your, your job of of making him look the way he does, man. And I told him when I came up to him, when I started the brunch, I said, yo, man, I was following you for months. Yo, you that, you that, you that, you that guy. Dog, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I, I fuck with your work, bro. And you, you're like, I make his suits. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to this Rock Nation brunch today. I was wearing sweatpants, a fucking, just a regular ass hoodie. I was like, damn it. And you're like, I make suits. I'm like, fuck, I look like an idiot. Bro, man. <laughs> I, I was like, yo, man, before, because I didn't know, you probably had so much to do. I was like, yo, before I don't see him again, let me just yeah, right. no, pay I you homage, that. man. I was like, yo, bro, like I, I'm a fan of 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 the craft of anyone that does dope shit. So I was like, man, I gotta, I give credit where credit's due, man. And yeah. I feel like, you know, if you, if I if I only see that person one time, if I had a chance to say, hey, man, I appreciate your work. As long as you know, you can see that person for another ten years. Like, oh man, what's up, man? Yeah, it's always about just making sure someone knows they're doing dope shit. Right. That's it. It's not a you know. Cause you don't know that person having a bad day. Yeah, you know, they have, and they might have just lost a deal. They might have had a client cancel last minute, man. And that one saying, "Hey, dude, X Y Z," or "Hey, you know, X Y Z," could uplift their day. Yep, fucking you know, hands like, down. There's a lot. There's been a lot of times where I've had shitty days where you know you have you have a customer, you know, supposed to fly in, and then move around your schedule, and then you know shit you know, doesn't happen, and yeah. you walk out, you wearing your suit. Someone's like, "Man, I love you." She's like, "You know, what? it's fine, man. Mm-hmm. It's cool." Because you, you, you never want to, you know. I always feel like you know when 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 you live for someone to always give you entitlement, you know, and you don't get it. Yeah, I feel like that 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 can kill a lot of people. Yeah, not, hands down. Not, not literally, but like yeah, but you know, self esteem. Yeah, man, it's like it's it's tough. A lot of people really. I feel like in in our in our in our industry, you shouldn't. I, I realized you know when I when I was young and in, in in the business, I was literally designing to to appease other people to get you know their their respect. I was like, man. I'm really doing shit I really don't want to do. You know, I'm making stuff that I know the consumers are seeing already, and that you know it's hey, and I it's safe. Yeah. That's like, you got to start making what you want, making what you want, man. And and they're gonna if they're gonna fuck you, they're gonna fuck you regardless. They right. don't. It's, it's all good. Yeah. And when you start getting that flow going and you start doing what you want to do, that's when you start creating your own identity. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, you know, wow, I'm creating a brand now because mm. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm creating what I want to create. And once I, you know, I accepted that, I was like, man, this is fun because I love red. I love, love greens. I love purples. I love oranges, you know, and I'm making shit. No silhouettes. I was like, man, when I, when you, when you, when you're, when you lose the fear of, of being judged, that's when you really can grow because I love that. you're not, you're not, you're not working for that person's, you know acceptance mm. you don't even work for yourself yeah and that's and if that person really fucks you they gotta fuck with it if they don't they say you know what i'm not i'm not a fan of this one but i like that yeah and that's when uh you know it just makes i said i don't want a job i want a career and you know i i don't look at myself as a designer i'm a creative you know i'm a creative of who knows hey i'm making a film now who knows what i'm gonna be doing in in uh, five years of right. fashion you know I, I look at i look at the book that jay's created which is showing you that Look, he took that tool of music and has now pretty much propelled himself to every industry of business. That's where I want to be. I want to build, 
you know, I knew I got my name into the industry and fashion and segueing now into film. And then who knows, I might go into tech, I might go into X, Y, and Z to, to investing into other businesses. Look at you, Virgil. That motherfucker does so many random, sh- like, pff, motherfucker plays shows. Bro, yeah. On, you don't, full on. Don't put yourself in a box. I feel like, you know, putting yourself in a box is the easiest way to just, uh, you know, hinder your creative juices, man. Yeah, wanna, right. I want that shit to flow, man, because yeah. a lot of, th- you know, a lot of things work for certain industries. I won't work for, for one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, I want to use this platform for film for me to really express my creative flow right. in terms of design, storytelling. Like, you know, I love, man, I'm a nerd. I watch, I go to movies alone. Yeah. I don't, if I don't get a date, hey, it's all good. I'll go by myself. Yeah. You know, I watch film. Know, start downloading scripts and reading scripts and saying, "Hey, okay, dialogue." Shit helps a lot when you Shit start learning lot, how it's man. written. And out. now, you know, it's it's crazy to say that you know, I, having no formal background in the film industry, pitching this project for what was it, eight months, and again, right, the 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 meeting I had with the producer who funded the uh, development was probably like my fiftieth meeting. Right. And everyone before said the same thing. And hey, I, I don't. I don't blame them. They're like, listen, man, you're a designer. What do you know about making a film? Same. But hey, cool. I love your clothes, though. Dun, 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 dun. But every every meeting, I was like, hey, cool. Remember, the screenplay for Back to the Future got denied three times by your studio. And that one studio said, yes, it's fucking happy now. Because Hell that yeah, friend, like, so you never, ever get discouraged by someone. Because some people just don't get it. You know, right. you can't be mad at that. It's like, it's. Everyone has is entitled to their own opinion, so I'm yeah. never going to be upset if someone giving me their honest opinion. Yeah, because you probably just weren't meant to be that person that's going to make a lot of money with us. Right. Which it goes back to I, I love what you said earlier about um, the idea of like you can get caught up in that idea of like wanting to be the person that creates everything for this one person, right? And you mm-hmm. pigeonhole yourself into thinking like, no, oh, I need you, you're trying to cut out competition. You don't want anyone to have any of like your potential success yeah. if you stop if you go to sleep one night and they need you and you sleep in you feel like you're fucking missing out on shit and I felt like that a lot coming up like tour, I toured with Schoolboy Q for six months too and yeah. we're going everywhere and we did all that shit and going off that tour I did everything I did I did all the photography I did all the like the micro docs that we put out on the go, tour man. whatever everything so when I started working with B it was like oh man I'm, if I do this tour like mm. I'm gonna do it all again, and I was like, "Oh, cool," because that's me. I, I built it in my head that that's how I need to do this shit. And then I'm like looking at it like, "Damn, they got these photographers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just I'll shoot the photographers. I'm gonna do I'll shoot all the video people, like whatever." And then I realized how the team was because this shit is so massive. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Literally, there's no fucking way I could do that shit by myself. And then as soon as I realized, I'm like, "Oh, yo, we're all tools to this shit, and it's all for the same purpose." And not one person is going to outshine some other one. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. set up like that. You just have to be like, all right, cool. These people do this. This person does this. This person does this. And as soon as you allow that to happen, you're not fearful. Like this shit's going to disappear. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Just be a tool. Yo, because like you said, man, you know, you get to a point where, you know, in your sleep, like, fuck, I'm missing on business. Like, man, just when you accept that, listen, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Man, you, you kind of sleep it's a lot better at night, man. Because right. it was nice again, like you said. I was, I was that guy where I'm like, wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, okay, fuck, shit, all right. Remember, it was, it was. Uh, I've said all those same words too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, shit. It was, right. it was, uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. I got, it, I got. It. This was back in like probably three, four, three years ago. Um, 
a customer was in town. And at the end of the way, even if I would have replied, I would have never been able to get it done. But the fact that I was like, fuck, I missed that. They texted me for something they needed like, like in three days. I couldn't make it in, in time. And, you know, they went to someone that, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm privy to, you know, we, we don't know each other. But right, right. Uh, I was like, fuck, I was, I was like upset, man. I was so upset. And I was like, what are you upset for after that? I was like, after like a month, I was like, you got upset for that? There's no way you could have done it either way. So some shit's just out of your control. Some things are just out of your control. Right. So I was like, man, all right, it's cool. When I just let it go, I was like, man, because I, I beat myself up for a while. Yeah, I feel that on that man. It was another, it's exhausting. Like if you really do everything, every opportunity that you have, mm-hmm. you'll never have a life. Never. And you can't even do it all. Never, man. If I did every single thing that came to my door, and I'm just like, oh fuck, here's the check, here's the check, here's the check. But also too, it's like, um, you don't want to become that guy that does that's a yes man, says yes to everybody, you know. Facts. And, you know, again, I you know. There's some there's some opportunities that are just not meant for you where you know certain things I'm not gonna make you know mm-hmm. it, the concept might be dope for that person but just you know if I don't see myself I say this man if you don't see yourself selling that product because again it's it's not a secret I'm building a business to sell product <laughs> right so if if the, whatever I'm gonna make that person I don't just I don't see myself selling it to another customer in the future there's no point for me to do that right. Because that it, that means I'm basically just make something to appease this person. There's no way to monetize that. And when you're building any type of business, you're building yourself to be able to monetize whatever you're doing. Right. And if a product that you put your name around, that you put your name on, is something you don't feel like you want to monetize in the future, then it's, what are you doing for that time? You're wasting your time, uh, which yeah. is wasting money because you don't feel that that thing you're doing now is going to become money in the future mm-hmm. and it's not it's no secret like i hate hate people like oh man well it's all about the money for you like it's not it's it's a business i think a business is got to be about the money at some point uh, and i hate being the person to say that but you know you're building a business you know a business is only a business if it makes income mm-hmm. so if you're not doing anything to help bring an income then it's not a real business right so i would never do something for someone even for myself that i don't feel a consumer is going to really gravitate towards because again you know doing costumes and stuff like that it's great you know because it gets the press out right but do it in a way where i feel that hey i can remix it in a certain way in the future that it could become something hmm. yeah so what's that what's that like what's like a process for you say say uh you're doing like the shit for power or you got like an at like kevin hart needs some a look right because mm-hmm. Was ever was Jay the only one wearing your shit at that at that Rock Nation party? Um, I had uh, I had Jay, and I also had a you know a good friend of mine, and also Jay Stylist, June Ambrose. Her husband was wearing uh, was wearing uh, uh, my suit. Also, Ty Ty was wearing mm. a suit of mine. Uh, you know, good good friend of the guy who actually is the reason why I have relationship with with uh, with, uh, with everyone there. Emery Jones is right. he was wearing uh, one of my suits as well. So. Um, that was uh, it. Was about four guys there. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, I, my biggest like what you were talking about, saying what's up to me, and just like even if we didn't see each other for ten years, at least you said that shit. And I, I know it would come full circle at some point. Yeah. Like, just, yo, the one thing I fucking wish I would have done because I I meant, I wanted to talk to Nipsey. Followed me on Instagram. Oh. He followed me on Instagram like a couple months ago, or whatever. And I was like, that's random. And then I was like, oh yo, I had a concept like something about 
black window cream but like going into a studio and living in just like a moment with these people right and he was like the first person i thought it would be cool to do it with and he's got all that shit going on with his him building like the like Mm -hmm. we works for the hood and and i was like oh shit there i'm gonna go up to him and then i'm like i don't really want to bother this dude and be like hey you follow me on instagram you remember me you know what i mean but just be like yo you're doing some really fucking real shit for the the, everybody everybody from where you're from didn't say it because we're fucking swamped mm-hmm. and i was like damn but like there's one shot i have of him and jay <clears throat> chopping it up dude and like jay's just spitting knowledge and nipsey's just kind of staring it's like an ill-ass slow-mo shot and it's just like the, it's just crazy because you just man. see this young man getting the fucking clout from jay like he's just talking to him about he, nips nips oh man rest in peace yeah. he followed me like a couple days after the brunch mm. and then i went up to uh went up to to uh to m in the office uh like a couple weeks after. i was like hey man i was like yo nips followed me i would love to make him something he's like yo in time it will happen right you know and i was like all right cool you know and then um you know dude the week he passed i hit him on dm that thursday i was like uh i was like hey man just well you know keep doing what you're doing man i love what you're doing you like the comment you like what i said and yeah that was it and then a couple of days later he passed crazy right crazy man like i but it's it's, it's senseless man what the guy's built you know his legacy just shows you man like it when you're here your time is you gotta do what's good yeah just look at him man he he's the one that did it he's one man that you know and everyone's like oh man you know because he passed everyone's giving him credit no man when he was here he was people knew what he was doing man mm-hmm. and now it's, it's the people it, who mattered people who mattered knew what he was doing now it's our it's our obligation to uh just kind of continue what he was trying to do and you know really you know send messages of, of uplifting others and and really trying to do you know good things for our community not even for just your community just for people in general right man. you know it's not always about um what's best for you you know just again there's some someone watching this now that you know again wants to be the greatest photographer videographer or wants to be the next great designer or film producer or whatever and just showing you that you know I have no formal education, you know. I don't know if you have any formal either. No, shit can happen, man. Like <laughs> That's you, just, crazy. you just gotta, That's crazy. You gotta believe in yourself, and you know, understand that, uh, you know, if you're really passionate about something, man, school is one tool uh, that can get you there. But again, another tool is just yourself. Real you life, can, you could teach yourself everything you need to know to be, and become successful in business. Yeah, and anyone who tells you you can't is just. I always say, man, someone's telling you you can't do it, that means that they're scared you could do it. So they're going to do anything to discourage you. Yeah. So you cannot really pursue that. You know, right. Because, again, you know, a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of your closest allies are your biggest enemies because, you know, no one wants, unfortunately, some no one really likes to see someone else uh, excel if it's not at the benefit of them. Right. And I've been in situations where, you know, I've gotten bad advice from friends that, you know, they knew the situation that they were telling me not to do was actually good, right? Because fuck they're him. like, "Fuck, man, this guy does this, man. He's he's really good, you know." Yep. And I'm like, "All right, fuck, all right, yeah, it's not good." And I've turned down stuff. That I'm like, "Shit, man, what the fuck was that?" Yeah. Doing? And then you realize that person really didn't have any interest on in, in what helping you, helping you at all. They just wanted to just make sure you didn't kind of you it's know fucking crazy, bro. It's crazy, man, and that's why now you just gotta you know always just at the end of the day take advice listen to people but do what you want to do at the end of the day because at the end of the day you know you're living your life yeah you don't live your life for anyone else and when i accepted that i realized you know even with the transition to you know my own brand my old brand into frere 
you know, I was nervous, in, you know, in the beginning because, like, you know what, man, everyone knew me for the X, Y, and Z years of this old brand. But I was like, nah, now it's just time for me to show my growth and to show your vision, my vision. Hell yeah! And you know, we had, you know, we had the review from WWD, and that writer is known to be one of the most, you know, dishonest, and you know, she scrutinizes, and she's known to just be, hey, very ruthless. Sounds fucking terrifying. And you know, her her uh, her last quote was. Davidson Frere has shown he's a force to be reckoned with in the industry of luxury fashion. So Ooh. that, you know, that to me was, uh, you know, it's my first collection showing of my own of Frere. And, you know, that, that, that industry approval is what I was like, shit, okay. You know, getting that from someone who sees the best collections in the world and right. sees everything and writes about all the, all the brands. For her to say that, I was like, you know what? I'm not letting that get to my head. Now I just know I got to stay at this level. You and can't never, go back. never go back. Never. No, no. I can't have any review being, hey, this guy dropped the ball. Because now she's set pretty much the present of what I have to now stay on. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't show any type of decline right. in my worth ethic and and my quality and with, you know, what I want to pretty much show the world. And this is uh you know, now my you now next week I'm going to uh uh Paris on uh, Tuesday to do market, which is the first season I'm going to, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, get some accounts for the for the brand and, you know, start doing some retail. Okay, so what the fuck does that mean? What's the market? So market is in, is uh, is in uh, Paris, France, where uh, pretty much all the you know luxury stores they come and they take a look at your collections and uh, you know this is how. Oh, uh, so they know, like buy. It, well, they yeah. might say like we'll put your shit in our store or something. Yeah, gotcha, this is gotcha, how. Gotcha. You know, a lot of you know, there's there's London Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, you know, Paris Fashion Week, but no, no. The stores don't come to New York. You know, they go there for the shows, but they spend all their money in Europe. So uh, all the big brands, you know, right. that's what they do. You know, either you know, like Ralph Lauren has his own private showroom. He doesn't need to go to, you know. So like, you know, I have my own showroom in Paris this uh, this season where I'm going to have my full 31 piece collection. And uh, you know, again, it's it's a process. You know, you go there. Just uh, I'm going to also go to other shows and network. But you know, it's uh, it's just you know, not just showing. The growth of what I want. This is what I want. This is what I've wanted to do for years, and you know, it just takes time to get there. Yeah. So now it's uh, you know, just see. Congrats, bro. That's Thank you, bro. Crazy. Hopefully, That's I hope I text you like, hey, we got a couple accounts. We'll yeah, I know that'd be we'll dope. We'll see, man. We'll That's, see. So is it? I mean, are the nerves high when you when you're going into this shit? Like, how much um, how much time do you take to prep for this? Nerves nerves not high because you know I, I go in going very chill. You know, I you know I have a very laid back demeanor, so you know I don't uh, I don't go into any situation with expectations because. When you don't have when you don't have expectations and you know you and things don't work out, you don't really feel you know a certain way. Right. You know, if you go in like, oh man, I'm gonna get this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen, and it doesn't happen, you're like, fuck. Yeah. So I feel like when you go into something and you just hey, what's meant to happen is gonna happen. And I hope the best happens. That's mm-hmm. it. And I go in very chill. You know, I I don't oversell myself. I don't try to over do anything. I just let go with the flow. I'm a go with the flow type of guy where you have a plan. Always have a plan, but plan is to always execute that plan. But never go there saying, "Hey, this is gonna happen." Right. Because when it doesn't happen, you you kind of beat yourself up. Yeah. If your plan is good enough, it's gonna work. Hell yeah. So just always go there confident that hey, you know what? You have the best. You you you've created the best strategy and best plan possible to execute. What you want to execute, and I got the hottest fucking shit in the game yeah, right now. So they all going by. It's you know, and you go in that mentality, and then uh, you know, you just pray for the best at the end of the day. So when when so say so you know say these different brands uh, decide to pick up, 
I don't know how what the proper verbiage is of all this shit. They like your shit and they want it in their store. Yeah. Okay, so that happens. Is that for you security in the year to be like, all right, cool, my shit is booming this way, and I'm gonna do all these things to make sure next time I double the amounts next year. Of course, or- man. If you know, if you if you get you know, if I if I hopefully come back from Paris and I have some, you know, some retail accounts, you know, it just shows that you know, other stores appreciate the clothing and and the vision is uh, you know is reciprocated to right. someone else and now the goal next year is hey if you get one store you get next year you get two three right, right, right. If you get two stores you get next year you get four or five you know mm-hmm. it's always you know growing you know yeah. i never want to if i get if never i might go and i get, might get no stores who knows it's right. like you know i don't want to you know go into something and and uh you know again not try to do better like if i go there this year and i get you know certain accounts i want to you know triple triple right. that for you know four right, times. Right, right. it's 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 just it's just my you know competitive edge to myself you know I, the only competition i have is myself you know i don't look at anyone else's competition because you know you lose money watching other people yep. you know i don't want to lose sleep on someone else's success because at the end of the day that's good for them it's not making me any money there's so much money to go around yeah there's so bro. much money to go around so when you get so consumed of trying to steal business from this person or that person not making you know not doing doing well there's someone else who likes your stuff as well so right. like you get lost watching other people i don't watch anyone you know i i i appreciate you know you know other people in the business you know and 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 that are doing the craft because hey they're they're adding more into this industry it's just actually it's growing our customer base because like again they make a customer that's great because that customer now likes the product. Right. Then I can make something. He might. And he's like, oh shit, I like my guy stuff. But I like I like his guy stuff too. Yeah. You can he can we can share. Right. It's all good. Hmm. You know. Okay. So before we finish this guy up, sure. What what um, I think maybe I, this is what I was talking about before we talked about Rock Nation shit. What is like the typical process of you working with like the top you know with Jay or with Kevin or whoever these people um, are? Um, you know, with uh, you know, if, you know, it depends. You know, some people have. You know, a stylist. Yeah. You know, with some people I work with directly. Yeah. And uh, it all depends on um, who you're working with. You know, a lot of relationships I've had, I built through. You know, the styluses, or I built with them. You know, the the customers themselves. Like you know, it's and you know, either way, you know, you're oh, it. Whichever way you build it, it's this to me. It's the same thing because eventually you're gonna see that person. Mm-hmm. And it's all about just respecting. You know, that person's opinion. If, you know, if I do work with stylists, you know, it's not me. You know, it's us together. You know, you always right. got to know that it's a team effort uh, because you wouldn't have gotten that, you know, person if it wasn't for that style sometimes. Because right. if sometimes, sometimes it's not, you know, the the customer that you talk to, you talk to styles. Yeah. And then obviously then after you meet them, you all become close and you need a relationship mm-hmm. all together. But like I always say uh, in any, even if working with the customer, it's a team effort, you know, because I'm creating something that that person loves that, you know, they saw that, you know, I can make for them. Right. Or sometimes it's an idea from the individual. So like, hey, no, hey, I like this color, but uh, show me your ideas of this color in different fabrications. Or, hey, how would you make this color look best for me? What silhouette you think looks best? So it's like, it's more of me taking, you know, their vision and kind of, you know, marrying it with my vision and just us making, you know, something beautiful together. And sometimes, again, you know, 80% of the time it's, hey, here's free range, do what you want to do. Right. And then let me, and then let's see. Yeah, you know, and it's again, you know, it's uh, it's a process that uh, I've uh, I've really man, I fell in love again. If you told me seven years ago I'll be a designer, I laugh. You told me for hope, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, you know, and me being from Brooklyn, you know, and I've you know I've made 
you know, a handful of stuff for Jay and uh it's uh again, you know, working with June. Uh it's been it's been great yeah, because uh, a she's a beast, man, and uh she's she's an amazing, amazing person and she's the goat in, in that industry of 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 she, you know, she's been in business for a while. Me and her she, got the same birthday. Oh man. Yeah. Happy, happy belated, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was last week, bro. Yep. She's uh man, you know, just so for, uh, all the stars I work with, man. Yeah. They're just you know, you gotta really respect um, everyone in their craft and, mm -hmm. and what they do. And I never try to take credit for, uh, as I said, it's a collaborative effort, man. Hell yeah. You know, whatever, whatever comes out of something is something that was a team effort. You know, like it's, you gotta, you know, show someone their, your, their grat your gratitude because right. you never want someone to feel that. Uh, oh, this motherfucker stole my credit or this guy oh, tried to claim it. Not even stealing credit, that you, don't, that you don't appreciate them. Like, right. you know, Every opportunity I have uh, that I've done has been because of either someone that I've I've met or you know, someone who met the other person. Because right. you know, it's in this business, it's a word of mouth business. Hell yes. You know, so that person felt the need to reach out to because someone said, you know, hey, this person's that guy or this person is good enough. Right. And you and once you get that opportunity, you got to make them feel comfortable to, c to continue that relationship with you. Yeah. You know, because again, you can get you can lose someone as quickly as you can get them. Right. And that's the nature of the business where I realize that relationships are everything. Right. And you always do your best to preserve those relationships. So that's why you know I everyone that uh, I've had the pleasure of working with, I always got to make sure that you, you know, they they know that you appreciate them. Yeah. Right? You'll continue to appreciate them, and then. Uh, that's pretty much yeah, man. You know, as I said, you know, I've uh, like the fact that you know we, you reached out to me about going to going to Paris. It's my first podcast. I know that's dope. And you know, appreciate it. And I appreciate you, man. And you know, this is uh, you know, it's again, you know, because one second I came up to you, I was like, I was more, man. When you when you hit me back, I was like, man, it's fucking dope. Because I thought the same shit. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's talented as fuck, man. I'm glad. I like this shit, dude. It's. My my favorite thing about this podcast is how many doors of inspiration it opens for so many people out yeah. there. Kids, yeah. kids listening to this shit that there's are just a, like, oh listen, my god. Man, there's the, there's the next someone in every in everything. They're right around the corner. Right around the corner, man. And you can't you can't be afraid to give that other person some knowledge into the business of what they're trying to do because again, right. like you, you know, stunning someone's growth before your benefit is just robbing the future man you know because again we're all gonna grow old and we're all you know the two things are you know guaranteed in life taxes and death hmm. so hmm. when that death part comes you need someone else who that's gonna keep doing what you were doing right because that, that's gonna that's it's gonna happen man yeah i love that you know damn um all right shit this was great bro appreciate, I appreciate you man um all right so at the end of the pot so i i do like a it's like a separate thing a Q&A experience we call it it's on our Patreon account it's like a we have like a private group that okay. gets access to shit right so we're gonna switch to that soon but sure. before I end it I always let my guests pick this hashtag right so my I'm, I'm gonna tell all the listeners right now if you made it this far into the podcast our 18 minutes if you listen this far I want them to go to your Instagram and yes, tag sir. me in it right okay, okay. so at Reverse World all the links in this shit will be in the description of whatever they're watching this on okay they're going to tag me in it and they're going to put the hashtag that you choose so that we know that they made it this far in the podcast and and whatever the most recent photo is sometimes like seven months from now they'll, you'll just see this random hashtag pop up whatever you pick right now so yes, sir. what do you want it to be um anything you want hmm. let's see 
He's deep in thought, people. I am. I am He's deep I in am, thought. I am. Um, let's see. Stand out, never fit in. Woo! I fucking love that. Yeah. Stand out, never fit in. Damn. That's that's my motto when I when I do stuff is to stand out, and never fit in. That shit is fucking money. Yeah. That's tight as fuck. All right, cool. I like that. That Let's works. Do it. Um, all right, so we're gonna switch the Q and A. It's basically like I have um, these, like my Patreon people. They get to ask questions and shit. So I had them sure. ask questions before, and then I'm gonna ask you a few detailed things, um, specifically about business. Cause I feel like people like to dive into that shit a little bit For more. Sure. So if you want to hear that shit, <coughs> Patreon.com/slash Black Window Cream links in the bio, and uh, we'll switch over. How do you want to end this part of the podcast? Hey man, thank you guys for having me, man. So oh, how can I find you too? By the way, sorry. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Davidson underscore Frere. And what's your website? Uh, Frere and Y, F R E R E and Y dot com. Everything will be listed in the um, other fucking shit. So check that out. And then uh, yeah, we're gonna switch over right now. So let's do it later. That's that's um that's definitely not gonna be the theme song of Black and Cream's end of show episode credit song, whatever the fuck that is. But. That was a fire interview. I told you guys this shit was crazy. So make sure to um, follow Davidson on all of his social media. And if you can afford it, go cop that go cop that drip. Okay? It's available. Just support the boy. He's, he's doing a lot of dope shit. And he's working with a lot of cool people. And he's trying to push the boundaries. Uh, I'm just super impressed. I'm glad to know him. So definitely check that out. Uh, shit. What a fucking good week. Um, we have so many good interviews coming up. Like... A lot in the can right now. So I'm excited to get those out. If you want to hear them a week early, they're available on Patreon, patreon.com slash black window cream. The Discord that we have, it's a private Discord. So there's basically two communities now, the Facebook group as well as the Discord, which is through Patreon. So you can either do the free one or the paid one, but the paid one's like pretty organized, which is cool. So there is that. If you want to get that in the um, how to charge a client guide, it's there when you sign up. And uh, yeah, get some merch and and buy that guide. Shop EWNC.com. I don't know what else to plug. That's it. All right, cool. Tell someone you love them right now because they need it. All right, goodbye.